Alright everybody, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. I'm Jameson, your game meister. Your, like, meister, your game meister. It's like a burger meister. Like burger meister meister burger? Yes, like that. I've done that before. So this is just the game meister, but yes. And to my proverbial left. Hey, it's Troy. Back again from last episode, because my disguised self is still going. But underneath my disguised self, it's me, Ryan, is Roy. And to my left is Bop, slowly creeping up those back stairs and tagging along on these little group expeditions, played by Strana. And to my left lies... Is Mitch, who has just barely won battle with an off-brand Capri Sun. Let me tell you, I nearly died. In more important news, I play... An orc now. Barry. 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 Yeah. Barry. I'm sorry, guys. It's all very confusing with the name change and being a different race and all of that. Anyway, Bruce. I play Bruce. Bruce is good. Bruce. Name is bad. changes can be rough. Huh? Except now you're Barry. You were Bruce. You're now Barry. You're not you're no longer a Goliath. You're now an orc. And to his left, uh, walking up the front stairs is Dylan. Sorry, Marquis Dylan Bennett nowadays. Who's just kind of hanging around and just kind of following the group because he honestly has nowhere else to be. (laughs) To his wishing he wasn't at all on this anymore, but dealing with these people, or just fucking, just... That's how I am on planes, too. Hate flying. Uh, Is Jeff, and today, like all days... I'm the gentleman, the skeleton, the exasperated, Mr. Grimm. Oh, you almost forgot to doff. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It was a very delayed doff. That was delayed gratification. All right. And yeah, so last we left off, you guys were having a little argument outside of a goblin's house who Bruce is disappointing a lot. And that was Troy. This is really like the proof that you should never meet your heroes is kind of what this goblin's going through. And you guys all just sort of laid into Bruce a little bit about his choices. So do you guys just wait a day, or do you try to get into the school early? You've got two key cards. Do you guys have a different plan? What do you guys want to do? So, tomorrow, we've got five key cards. Last I counted. I've got to make you all look like students. There's six and a half of us. You're counting Mullion. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to there. Fuck that. Yeah, I was going to say, man. Yeah, Mullion only goes in the bottom half of the Mage's College. You just called Mullion a bottom? Power bottom. I mean, he ain't a winner. Gross. Fuck off. Look, I'm just saying, if you was a winner, maybe you wouldn't have the problem you have. What does power bottom mean again? Did I see reassign? I'll explain it to you later, Mullion. No. It's one of those dates. Definitely no. (sighs) I'll get the list. Okay. Like I said, do you guys want to wait out a day with nothing going on, or do you have a plan that you guys would like to enact? You know, really, guys, I should at least make you look like students or pass you off as groundskeepers with these something. So we have the two of the students. That means two of us can go in there freely. As a DM, I'll run it over. You've got the IDs that don't match you guys at all. Yeah, the real IDs to two students, you have... A ex-student in Dylan, because we've established that he went to the Mages College at one point. You have Bop, who I have also stated has ties to the Mages College, so he might be able to get in. Bruce and Roy and Mr. Grimm are really the only 
characters that will have an issue getting in. So you're only one golden ticket away from the whole group. I don't care about you guys, but I'm going. I have an idea. If someone would like the other one, feel free. You're just going to go? Like right now? It's important to see this ship. You'd, I can't... I'm literally tired from trying to explain how important these things are. Unless you resist, Roy, your arm of Avil's own accord tries to snatch the other ID out of Grimm's hand. I resist. Okay. What do I roll? Wisdom. I raise my hand in the air. <laughs> well, you did just offer the other card to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Don't be rude. Just being a dick to the short guy. He didn't mean you. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody want to go with me? Not you, though. Yeah. That's some shit right there. 18. 18? Yeah, you resist. You can maintain control of your own arm, but you do feel that sort of... So I take the one that has Frederick's fucking face, uh-huh. and I literally just toss the other one. I just toss it up in the air. Catch it if you want it. I'll go. I don't need an ID, though. Okay. Who who, who catches the ID? Bruce doesn't care. Roy catches it with a nat 20. Something that wasn't addressed, too, because not even Granlin knows this information, was you did recently hear information about money going to somebody in the Mages College. That was something Bruce learned in prison. Just wanted to remind you that piece of information. You are tied to this. There's a couple things. The thing with the deuce, the other reason why people want you involved in this political shit is you have more information on the political aspect of things. You're the one who has the deuce's box and his information and those letters. And you're the one who tried to investigate the poisoning. Alec Accord also told you about the money that's going yeah. back and forth. And the dirt and all that. So does that mean you're going to catch that, or...? No, no, you you got that, man. Nat 20. Internally, we're in my body. I'm going to make the decisions. It's fair. Can you make them quicker? I'm working on it. I tap my cane, and now I look like Frederick, and I just start walking. So, the bald one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then, <laughs> I guess I will have to cast this guy self again. You have one of Canton's old items. Oh yeah, what did I do? Disguise self. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a free action or what? As a, any action. <laughs> as a, I put this on and I'm disguised. That's Canton's ring. Darius said that he didn't like using it because it took away his edge, but it was a gift that Darius bought Canton a long time ago. So I imagine it would do a better job than what I can do normally. It's disguise self. Technically, it's no different. Although we have established that you're bad at it. (laughs) 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 Not because you're bad at the spell, but because you're bad at choosing what you're going to look like. This time you kind of know what you're supposed to look like. Fine. Although you will be short. Because you can only be a foot taller. Yeah, I reach down into a pouch and I pull out Canton's ring and I slip it on. Alright, so Troy now looks like Thibbledorf. Thibbledorf. You know, we should go see an old friend of mine at the college. Only about a foot shorter than the Yeah, and if you uh, you guys want to help me break a guy out of royal prison, I know somebody that might be able to get us in with someone dirty. Uh, I don't have the time for that. Uh, yeah, we're looking for a box. Let's try Operation 1, and if Operation 1 fails, we'll go to Operation 2. One of the points I've made about royal prison, it's not easy to break in or out of. So that would be quite an adventure. So you guys head to the college then, right? That's where we're, that's where we're at. The only question is how Bruce gets in, but I'm sure Bruce will find a way. Yeah. Bruce just walks in. I mean, he, he looks like an orc, but yeah, no, but he typically stop you. 
Do I have the ability to dismiss this illusion? I don't recall. It's not your spell, so no. Okay. It does need to be recast every day, is what you were told. So it'll wear off if you don't get back to that hobgoblin. So yeah, you guys find yourself at the gates to the University of Mages that is one of the more impressive buildings in Griffinport. It is a tower that you can pretty much see from just about anywhere in town. It stands taller than the castle. And the front gate is this large oak thing that is typically always shut. If you want to get in, there is like a little doorbell. You can, and then they'll see if they let you in. I walk up as Frederick. And I as Thibbledorf. And I push the doorbell. And uh, you hear this little voice, um, yes, can we help you? Yes, I'm here to see Professor Proteus Quark. That would be Bopadopoulos. I'll buzz him and tell him you're here to speak to him, but there's more people. What What is all of your business? Well, I need somebody to carry everything. Uh. My name is Marquis Dylan Bennett, here to visit Master Horizon. Okay, I'll ask if you said Marquis Bennett? Marquis Dillon. Marquis Dillon Bennett, okay. Can they see us? Or just hear You us? just hear them, so you don't know if they can see you. I pull up my ID, and then... <clears throat> coming in. The moment you lift your ID up, the door's open. Perfect. I just walk in. And everybody else can kind of dash in if they'd like to. Uh, you hear her going, Um, excuse me, the students aren't supposed to let in. Uh, 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 oh. I wait. You wait? Don't worry, I know exactly where his office Dylan is. Dylan waits, okay. So a little bit later, you hear the, the thing say, uh, Horizon said that if it's uh, Dylan Bennett to let you in, you, but if it's Willen, he can... Sorry, I shouldn't repeat that. Did you say your name was Dylan? Dylan, yes. All right, and the door opens. I walk in. And you guys find yourself in this large courtyard with several buildings that kind of dominate the space. Just walking in here, you realize that some sort of shit must be done because there's no way that they were given this much land space. Just looking from the outside, it looks like it was just this ring of wall around a tower. But once you're inside, the courtyard's bigger than the outside. Ah. And the tower, though, still seems to be the same size. You're talking a Doctor Who situation. A little bit. A little wibbly-wobbly with the space. Maybe not the time, but definitely the space. Timey-wimey. No, this is spacey-wacy. Ah. Yeah. Directly in front of you is this, like, a slightly C-shaped building, and uh, written in common on a large sign is Admissions. And then behind that building you see the tower and several other buildings, but you can't really tell what they are. I give the air a good sniff, and with a... What, what, survival's what I roll for tracking, right? Yeah. 19. And my favorite enemy is Faye now. Okay. I'm trying to find that ship. So hopefully I can sniff it out. Okay. I should know what I'm looking for. You don't... should smell like home. Yeah, you don't really get anything here. You don't sense anything necessarily. The place hums with power, but nothing you can, like, pinpoint. And I look for suspicious behavior. Other unusual mages that seem to be standing around doing nothing but watching the crowd. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of crowd, but you do see, like... I call them students, but like I said with the other guys, the ages range a lot, so... It's difficult to tell the difference between, like, a teacher and a student around here. But you do see people moving from, like, building to building. Some are carrying books, some aren't. And they're all wearing mm. robes. So many robes. All the robes. So many robes. And 
everybody's got different colored robes. There doesn't seem to be a requirement as to what color robes you wear. Right. Anyway, off to see Professor Proteus. Okay. I walk along and read the signs on the way. Okay. Uh, so you guys just bypass admissions? Okay. Yes. Because that's the, the one building, like, right in the front. It's the one designed to kind of channel people. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to get admitted, right? Nah. Not technically. Not at all. Not yet. I mean, honestly, they're just going to ask you more questions that you're not ready to answer. Like, what are you doing here? Why aren't you in class? <laughs> Why are you a foot shorter than you used to be? <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> gold. Solid gold. <laughs> yes, this is that new shrinking sickness. I'm not feeling too well today. A reduced spell got way out of hand. Alright, everybody do one. I'm He's literally a little under, under the, weather. the weather. I'm not as tip-top as I usually am, if you know what I'm saying. Not really feeling up for it today. I wish I could tell you more things, but it seems that, oh, I need to visit the restroom before my vowels explode. He's a short. I'm a little down. Short. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, and that's enough. Yeah, so right around the side of admissions to the right, you see a large amphitheater. To Right behind admissions is the actual tower, which seems to rise a good, probably you're guessing, seven stories high. Directly on either side of the tower is what looks like another small rectangular building that leads to another tinier tower. And on the other side is what looks like a greenhouse that are actually attached. To the left of that, you see what looks like a large field. If you look past the field, you see another large set of buildings that looks like housing. There's also a mess hall building, a teacher's commons, like where the teacher's rooms are, a maintenance building, and a council room. Do any of them look like storage buildings? Storage buildings? No, none of them do. Is there a room of requirement anywhere? You'll find it when you need it. Can I look at my Marauder's map? I don't think you have that yet. This is your first year. Unfortunate. So, uh... If, uh, if nobody has a good idea, I, uh, I got a bad idea. Hit me. He solemnly swears he's up to no good. Is he here with us? Yeah. Yeah, when the door opened, everybody moved forward except for Dylan. And nobody stopped us. Dylan waited patiently to be let in, but everybody else moved on in. As you guys move around admissions, there is a skinny woman who comes, like, barreling out of admissions. And, uh, like, waving at you guys and trying to stop you. I wave back as I continue walking. Hold on, hold on! I press forward, ignoring her entirely. Barry also waves. Stop, this isn't protocol! I show my badge. Um, okay. uh, Yeah, no, I get it. You're you're fine, but these these other two... They're with me, don't worry about it. I... I carry stuff. You're not carrying anything. Yet. Yet, he's gonna help us carry some stuff. You're just... Students can't get people in. You're not allowed to bring people in. I just did. You're not allowed! I'm assuming that you guys don't stop. <laughs> no. Not for a second. Nope. Uh, where are you headed? We're following Bob to Proteus. Okay. Bob, you head straight to the tower in classes, because you know that's likely where he's going to be. I'm looking for any building large enough to put these ships. I know of the ships. I know approximately how large they are. I'm looking for that. From what you're seeing, it is unlikely any of these buildings house a ship, which is definitely a wrinkle. In time. No, in space. Damn it. There's a couple of big double doors that you walk up and they push them open easily because they're 
magically treated and everything, even though it is grand and over the top in every way, nothing is difficult to do. Ah, good old lightning spells. Even though Bop's kind of leading the charge, and you guys all end up in this this sort of basic bottom floor. Like, you walk into this tower, and there's nothing on the bottom other than a little stairway that leads up straight out of the center. It's built very strange. And coming down the stairs directly in front of you is a man of not tremendous height. He's balding. He has a wispy white beard, and you met him at the King's Dinner. You know him as Horizon. He is the headmaster here at the university. And the headmaster throws his arms up. He says, Dylan, Dylan, it's good to see you. Hello. How are you doing, Master Horizon? Oh, uh, well, I, uh, how, how have you been? I haven't seen you at the school in months. Years? How long? Oh, God. You know what? Don't answer that. I don't want to know how Last long. we saw each other was at the dinner. Oh, yes. We were debating the principles of Feywild. Sorry, they don't, they, you know, they tell you the first thing to go is your memory, but you don't realize it until... Yeah, you probably don't remember it, that's why. I, I remember enough. I remember you had many ideas on uh, the global merging. I was referencing them saying your memory goes. You don't remember them saying your memory goes first. Oh! <laughs> and welcome to my actual high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his arm around, he's like, Come, Dylan, it's been a long time. Tell me what you've been up to. And He leads you up the stairs, and as you go up the stairs... There's this weird sense of vertigo, because however this tower works, it's not normal. He doesn't just take you to the top floor. You only walk up the stairs like one revolution, and you're on the floor. You understand, because you've been through this, that you are on what essentially mounts to the top floor, though that'd be hard to explain to someone. Yeah. You end up in the room with Horizon, and he begins talking to you about kind of picking up that conversation you guys had at dinner the last time you were spoken to. And because you've got to go... We will leave you there, where we can grab right. you whenever we want. Bye, Dylan. Have fun. Uh, I'm going to have tea and talk to my teacher. Yay. Sounds really boring. Congrats. Uh, yeah. He loves our conversations. It's, uh, the funny thing is, actually, I think this is like, this was Dylan's favorite part of the school, is just sitting and talking to this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, I believe the one thing that you did well in was history, was what our canon was. Yeah, that was the wizard I was going to be, as a lore master. Huh. Yeah. Alright, so, Proteus Quark comes down soon after you watch Dylan and the Headmaster leave. Proteus! And Proteus Quark is a human wizard in a tweed coat, and it looks like he's trying to grow a beard, but he's the kind of person who cannot grow one in fully, so Ah, it's patchy. A little patchy. Yeah, it's patchy, and it's longer in some places than others, because it seems he refuses to groom it because he wants it to grow. Other than that, he's well put together. He's got his tweed coat on and his Dorvan-style kilt. Obviously not Bop's neck of the woods, but another Dorvan family, for sure. And Proteus Quark uh, comes forth and he says, Oh, Bop, it's so good to see you again. I'm glad you made time to come back. I was worried it would take yes. longer to see you. Oh, what is saying? I, why would I ever miss Come, c- come with me. Our visits are quite enjoyable. Yeah, come with me. Who are your friends? Uh, Mr. Thibodorf. What? Um, Barry. Uh, yes. Yes, hello, Professor Scrotius. I mean, Proteus. Jesus Christ. Ah, yes. It's, don't worry about them. They, You know, I have a very interesting little thing with me. And I shake out my hammer. Really? And he leans in and he's like, Is are those dwarven rooms? Oh, there's definitely. Oh, come with me. Grab your friends. We're going. We're going to go look at this now. 
And uh, he leads you up the set of stairs in the center of the room. And once again, you guys didn't see it when Dylan went because he just walked the stairs. But as you guys walk the stairs, you find you go up like one set of stairs and like the whole thing kind of spins. And it kind of feels like when you're getting on the ride for Haunted Mansion, put in reverse, like you're going up, even though it doesn't feel like you're moving that fast, you're moving up through the tower fast and you find yourself on another level. And in here you find this big amphitheater style classroom where it's designed for the teacher to stand in the middle and the ascending rings of students. No students are here at the moment, and Proteus leads you guys through the center of this and into an office on the other side. And he's like, come, come, I, I also have things to show to you. I, I was recently on a dig in, uh, in one, at, 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 an old, at an old cairn, and I found some Dorver artifacts that I would love for you to tell me what they are. I think they're very exciting. Oh, won't be but to bother. That's, that's a little bit of fresh dwarven ale for Nip. He's come, come, you, uh, Frederic, you. I need to talk to you about your homework. That's Jeff. I know who it is. Okay. But Frederic also doesn't Frederic talk. Frederic never spoke. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, neither will I. <laughs> so do you just nod or? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then finally, I nod. Is, as he's kind of going into his study. His inner sanctum, he finally looks at the orc and goes, Um, do, do we know, do we know you? I live stuff. He's, he's rather good at it. Oh good, this dwarven shit is damned heavy! Do I smell anything? Or sense anything? Uh. Now that we've moved to a different set of space? Do you cast, uh, detect magic or anything? Uh-uh, I'm just trying to track my shit that I'm trying to find here. Uh. I'm using my knowledge of fey, tracking... And my ability to see things that other people can't see. Okay. I'm hoping those three things combined can really point me towards this fucking shit. Not here. You do feel a lingering presence that this room has seen its share of fey artifacts, though. Okay. And as you go through it, you see his office is strewn with weird relics of all types. He's... Proteus Quark seems to be a collector of sorts. The one thing that he seems to be collecting the most of right now is Dorvin shit. Everything seems to be angular and covered in runes. Some of it seems to be unnecessarily angular and unnecessarily covered in runes. At one point, he's digging through his table and he pulls up a stick and on the stick is a rock with a bunch of runes on it and he holds it up Bob and he says, Bob! This one in particular, I've been trying to figure out what its use is. I imagine that it is some sort of uh, mystical rod. Uh, maybe it's used for for translation. There seems to be quite a lot of, of carvings on it, but I cannot read the runes. Oh, let me dust off some of my ancient dwarven language here. Uh, fair enough. Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay. You know that it's an old dwarven utensil you use to wipe your butt. Oh, this, this is for... This is an old grooming instrument. I've seen in quite a few years. I believe it. Thank, thank you. What, what, what do you groom with it? What are the runes for? Suffice to say, no. D- did you find some other rods with it? Because usually this is a set. Um, <laughs> no. Is it important that we get the set? Oh yes. Yeah, so otherwise, it doesn't work properly. Oh, oh no. Oh dear. Um, I will have to go back. Um. I'll have to set up another, uh, another uh, expedition. Anyway, um, would any of you be interested in an expedition? Oh, most certainly. You know, we'd have to have something to get there and back quite speedily. Anyway, Bob, let me see that hammer. Yes. The hammer starts yelling in your head, Lad, no, no, don't hand me to the human lad, please. I'll have my hands on you, don't worry. No, he just no, gets to no. ogle you. 
<laughs> he just, he was holding the wrong end of that stick lot. I know. You'll be fine. You're a hammer. Don't worry. I'll take it back and polish it off. No, no, no. No. And then the voice gets cut off as Proteus kind of grabs it and takes it out of your hand. Telepathically, in Proteus's head is Bruce's voice. What? Throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> Just willing it, willing it, willing it. And then a pause, and then, sorry, I didn't mean, never mind. <laughs> okay, Bruce cannot do telepathic. For new listeners, he just wishes. Actually, according to my Eye of Magog Wonders item, telepathic, 60 feet. Doesn't give you the ability to speak. It's the ability of the item to speak with other people. Ah. It's an intelligent item property. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, so... So, wait. You're telling me that Magog could have said, throw it out the window. Yes. Terrifying. So, what do you think of this one? He, uh, he's looking at it, he's like, well, it, it, it seems to be, uh, quite old. Um, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, but this does not look like a weapon. This looks like a crafter's tool. No, uh, most certainly. Oh, I only ask because it seems to have blood stains on it. Every now and then you'll hit your thumb. Oh, Bob, careful. Your your crafter's hand shouldn't be on. Anyway, um... Reading these runes, it says home cover? Yes, yes. Is this... Let me show you what it... Okay, well, what do you show him? He hands it back to you. I assume there's like a desk or something or it's just random crap. Yeah. Take some of it and go, just a second. I concentrate on it for a minute until it has a brassy sheen. Then I take the hammer. I start striking. Okay. Building a, a wonderful miniature that lights up the wizard's tower. It seems to have some wondrous properties. So you transmuted his paperwork on his desk <laughs> into brass and then turned it into a brass tower. Yes. Oh my god, Bob, that's amazing. Ah, I don't think the students are going to like that you did that with their homework, but... But fuck them, they, they, uh, they, they're chits anyway. Anyway, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Frederick, uh, Dibbledorf, not you, of course. No, they believe. Anyway. I smile and nod. He nudges Frederick as you smile and nod, he says. Uh, I mean, you didn't hand in your homework anyway. Do you know about any, um, larger dwarvish items, perhaps, around? Anything larger come back with the expedition? Uh, dwarven artifacts? No, we have nothing large in dwarven here. Ah. Huh. Roll insight, anybody. Nine. Definitely a loaded answer if you roll above a 15. I'm actually, uh, I'm rolling a 18 to perception to see if there's anything. Fay note that Aveil might notice in here. Yeah. What did you roll, Jeff? Nine. A nine insight? Yeah. Dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Alright, so your perception check, Avil and you, she kind of directs your gaze to what seems to be the helm of the ship. Like You saw it when you guys did the crash ship. It's a wheel. It's a big wheel that's on a pedestal over the side. And out of context, it wouldn't mean much. It just looked like a ship's wheel, but you recognize it. Bruce uses this opportunity to cement his disguise. And uh, he finds something large and heavy, walks over to it. And picks it up. Okay. And stands there holding it. I think the reason you saw that wheel is because Bruce has picked it up. 
Uh, <laughs> I move over to it and I start inspecting it and I say, Professor, where did this thing come from? Oh, uh, it's just an expedition, uh, not not far from the city. Uh, there was a, it was a royal expedition, so I, I can't I can't talk about it. Oh, very hush hush. I'd say that seems to have scorch marks on it. Was it in some sort of explosion? I I like I said, Bob. I cannot speak about it. Truly, mm, I see. There will need to be rolls or something. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be making eyes at Bob because I don't know this person. But surely, an old friend's eye is very trustworthy. <laughs> Let me see here. That's a nat 20. <laughs> nat 20 what, though, Bob? Because once again, you've rolled a dice and you didn't tell me why. The, the skills have names to tell me. <laughs> me and the listeners. What the fuck do you roll? Persuasion. Okay. What did everybody else do? Did they do anything? After seeing Bruce pick up the wheel, and being that I've been on high alert for anything that's fey-oriented, and for that matter, I know a veal was on the ship. Can I smell a veal on things? Uh, you have the sense of smell. Like, you keep saying smell. I don't think you can smell things. You don't have a nose, my friend. <laughs> I can smell as well as I can see, bitch, alright? <laughs> I don't got eyes neither, but I see just fine. He can see you a bitch. Exactly. Just saying. Yeah, I'll address that in a second. With the nat 20, Proteus uh, leans down to Bop, and he's like, Look, I, I shouldn't tell these these uh, students or this strange orc, but yes, I, I was put on the detail to bring back what was left of that crashed ship that you may have heard about. I might have heard a thing or two. Yes, uh, don't, you didn't hear it from me, but we salvaged much of it. It's very interesting. Nat 20 to perception. Oh, you hear it. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to do perception too? See how much of that you hear? Yeah, 16. Okay, yeah, you hear it too. Proteus has a voice that carries more than he understands. I never heard anything from you, my Proteus. And more importantly, that wheel that the large orc seems to be holding is... It's part of it, and it's very, like, could you make him put it down? I see that he's good at lifting things. That's great. I lift things. Yes, he's very good. How about you put it down one foot to the left of where it looks better that way? Uh, I, sure, whatever. Just put it the fuck down. At that point, Barry goes, okay, and let's go. No, God! Okay, please, no more. Out, 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 out of my study. Okay. Uh... I begin to examine the the, yeah. the ship's helm. It's just a wheel. We established that you're familiar with the flying ships at all. A little bit, right? Yes. Yeah, you, you were involved in the fight, you know. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. It's just a helm. There's nothing magic about the helms, as far as you're aware of, on these ships. I don't think you know how the inner workings of things work, but you know there's, like, as far as you can tell, there's nothing special about it. It's just a piece of ship at this point. But it does prove that pieces of the ship are here at the tower. So, and just to speed it along, you don't see any else in his office. Uh, but he knows where the rest of it is. Most likely. So, I walk up to him and I put my hand on the ship. Oh, Frederick! Here we go. And I fade enough of my minor illusion that my face appears through the illusion. Oh, shit. Hello! Uh, You've got some information I'd like. Oh. Bop, I think you've done, done me a bamboozle. This guy. As you can probably assume, you've really stepped in it this time. I look surprised. 
I look very surprised. Genuinely surprised. <laughs> okay. With a little bit of extra persuasion. I rolled a 22. Frederick, you've done me and Papa Bamboozle. <laughs> oh, I have. But I mean you no harm. I mean, I can't promise you no harm. But I mean you no harm. All I want is to know where the rest of that ship is. I just want to look at it. Do you want to roll a check? Sure. And what type? I'm going to go with persuasion this time. I've been doing a lot of intimidating. Okay. That's good, because, you know, you might not get as far with certain characters in intimidation. It's not always the best option. Yeah, that, uh, it's a 15. Uh, so, with a 15, he kind of takes a step away from you. He doesn't like you touching him now. That was disconcerting. And Proteus Quark goes, I really shouldn't. Uh, I understand that this thing is very sensitive information. And like I said, I'm in trouble already for telling anyone. Uh, you know it exists. And that's, that's quite frankly, that's, that's going to, like, that's a little far. I don't know who you are. Sir, I know more about that ship than you do. I notice you're a fan of collecting things from places you've not been. But who is this? Who is this? Genuinely surprised look. <laughs> Isn't he one of your students? Bob, you're fucking useless. Help me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I am a walking, talking fae. That's right. I'm from a place you'd love to go, I'm sure. I mean, I'm really into dwarf stuff nowadays. I had my fae phase a good ten years ago. Well, regardless, that ship. A lot of tight clean glitter. It was very fun, but I'm over it. That ship is rightfully mine to look over. It comes from my world. I merely wish to look it through. Okay. At this point, Proteus, he gets nervous, and he kind of, like, wrings his hands, and he looks to Bop, and he's like, um, I I can't make this call on my own. Can I ask uh, our headmaster? Well, I think, uh, uh, let's phrase it under, apparently if Faye had gotten in as a student, and looking at the wheel, he saw it was familiar, and he might know more about the ship. Bob, I thought you didn't understand what was going on. Oh, well, he's been explaining it. <laughs> protecting him, Bob. I'm confused. Now you've done me a confusal. No, no, this will work out perfectly. It will work out perfectly, I swear. Uh, uh, Dibbledorf, what, what's going on? I'm gonna go ahead at this point, and this is the roll that I needed. I'm going to remove my ring. Oh, okay. Because I have now gotten a 22 to intimidation. Oh. And I'm going Roy to... Roy doesn't always take this stance. Okay. Yeah, and because, you know, Ophelia's kind of been on my ass for a while. I'm going to go ahead and ready a chill touch, and that necromantic cold hand is just going to appear, grabbing on the top of his head. Okay. And I'm going to say, you need to take me to this ship right now. <gasps> looks at you, looks at who he thinks is Frederick, looks at Bop. Bop. If I... It gets colder. You know, I think this is purely a good idea. It, it tr truly, truly... <laughs> okay.
Okay, okay. Bob, if they, if they attack me, you're my friend, right? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm most definitely your friend. 20. I'm not... Persuading super well. <laughs> Professor, no harm will come to you as long as you take me to the ship immediately. I... Uh... Oh, look! No, I... The nut offering. I can, but it requires more of a teacher. And he looks really nervous, like, eyebrows furrowed, like, this is problematic. The lock on the storage requires three teachers. And he smiles awkwardly. Two more teachers. If we were to discuss this with the headmaster, would this forego the two more teachers? Yes. Then let's go discuss this with the headmaster. I don't have time to shake down two more teachers. Uh, okay, so... So, yeah, that's a problem. Look at that. The little knot offering finally grew a pair. <laughs> it's about time you would your weight. He's done more. You have... I lift stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's done more than I have. He's very good at it. But the little one, uh, debatably. All right, so... Proteus Quark, who is kicked into kind of uh, survival mode, he kind of tells you, he's going to give you a layout. It's like, yes, um, the heads of all the departments, uh, they're all involved in this, and in, order, and in order to keep things safe, the headmaster made it so only three of us could open the storage facility, which is on the bottom level of the tower. And the only way we can get there is if all three of us activate it at the same time. There are currently seven teachers that have access, so any three of us could, could could get you there. Or the headmaster himself. Do we actually need three people, or can I just get, like, a thing from these people? Uh, no, you, you only need the three people. There is no item. Alive? Now you're asking the right questions. Proteus just goes dead silent and stares at you, like, with a super alarmed look on his face. Stealth of 16. To do what, my friend? Proteus, who is hyper-aware of his life right now, sees Barry moving. What, why is he moving? Why is he sneaking? Barry just moves real close to Proteus. And he looks down at him and smiles. Bob, help! I live heavy things. And people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, he's fine. He's harmless. So what do you guys do? He didn't answer my question. Yeah, he did. Well, he got quiet when you said... Like, they need to be alive, and he didn't have an answer. I'm gonna go ahead and shake his head a little bit with the hand. Okay. I asked you a question, sir. Yes, you need them alive! Unfortunate. Uh, where are the other teachers located? How hard is it to get to them as, as opposed to getting to the headmaster? Why is this such a complicated process? What level is the spell in which it takes us there? Can I dimension door there? No. No, you can't move from level to level. Though. What level spell moves you betwixt levels? It's it's an enchantment. It's it's built into the tower itself. Mm. What if I broke the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Can I shatter the levels? <laughs> what other ideas does Grim have? I want to hear them. Can I shatter the levels? Can I... Can I blink between them? Or maybe vapor step or whatever you call it. Windy step. Mm -hmm. could, could we misty step there? That's the problem. What if I give him a toss out the window? Ooh, I do like tossing things. 
You would lose a, a a person who could open the door. You'd be down one right now. You have one. You are quite the tosser. What if I slit your throat and used your life as an instrument of power in which I could travel betwixt these two levels? Or three? Or four? Necromancy is strictly forbidden in the tower nowadays. Forbidden, but not impossible. <laughs> what if we asked them real nice-like? I like that answer. Please use that one. That one's good. That, that's a good suggestion. Oh, help! What if... I, I think surely we should let him oh, live. Oh, my good, good friend. I'm rolling persuasion. <laughs> I rolled a 15. Do the floors burn? Oh, I believe him. He very much is my good friend and has... So we should leave him alone. Can we burn the floors with acid? No, we'll need him. We'll need him. He'll have to be alive. And I think we should go talk to some other trusted teachers, yes? Are they directly below us? Yes and no, at the same time. Some type of Schrodinger's tower? What do you mean, yes and no? I, I, uh... I'm gonna let his head go. Oh god, thank you. There's gonna be some frost in his hair. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, you, you gave him frosted tips? You got it. <laughs> uh. Like an old Brad Pitt. Now. For the bad beard. These other teachers... Take me to the most agreeable ones. Take me to the ones you like the least. That way, at least if I kill them, they're not too sad about it to move on. He did say we need them alive. We only need three alive. Oh, that's two different answers. Bob just rolls his eyes. Just rolls his oh, eyes. Well, okay, do you want the most agreeable or ones that I wouldn't mind if you killed? Both. Those are two different people. Both. Give me a list. Which one first? <laughs> Agreeable first, then the ones you don't mind seeing dead. Okay, then let's go talk to my good, good friend, Aegis Stratus. Is that really your good, good friend? Don't you lie to me, I will kill you, I don't care. Um, I don't think I need to roll a bluff, because Proteus thinks it's his good, good friend. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Is the operative word Perfect. Good enough. <laughs> let's go. Uh, so you guys head up the stairs, and you find yourself in another room. This one, there is currently teaching class. Uh, before we left, I went ahead and put Kenton's ring back on. Okay. Yeah, I only opened the illusion so that he could see me. I closed the illusion back up. That's cool. I lift several things on the way out just to cement the point. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, he's very good. Very good at lifting things. I watch as he does this approvingly. So you guys find yourself in, and Proteus says, Yes, Aegis is the head of the abjuration department. Uh, he's currently teaching class. Fuck me, running. You said we could just talk to the headmaster. Why are we talking to two people when we could talk to one? Because the headmaster would most certainly just banish you. Well, you can't do that, so... The headmaster's probably... Uh, the headmaster will have a fun surprise when I come back in the minute after it wears off. I, I have to imagine the headmaster probably could wipe all our asses with... First of all, I don't have an ass. Second of all, if I did, I could wipe my own ass, thank you. Thirdly... I recently found an ass wiper if you need it. We're aware. Thank you, professor. Either way, I'd rather not have to deal with the headmaster, I feel like he might kick all of our asses, so the, the more quietly you can get this done, the better. It's your pussyfooting that makes you useless, you know that, right? 
I mean, if you want to go and get exploded again, be my guest. I'll just come back. It's not that. It's just a tease. I mean, I imagine it wasn't pleasant regardless. You'd be surprised how pleasant it was. Odd. Either way, we're here now, so let's get this done. Somewhere amidst this conversation, Barry has lifted both the gentleman skeleton Mr. Grimm and Troy. I'm not currently Troy. Oh no, sorry, who are you Thibbledorf, now? Thibbledorf, yeah. and that is Frederick. And Frederick. So Barry's just carrying them down the hallway as they have this argument. I'm not even going to acknowledge being lifted. <laughs> as you know, Roy is overjoyed by this, so it really doesn't Oh matter. yeah, no, Roy loves it every time it happens. Okay, so you guys find yourself being led, and he's kind of saying, well, so Aegis is my good friend, he's the head of the Adoration Department, he's currently teaching class right now. And then after, we, he, he'll, I'm sure he'll help us, and then... Uh, if you want to kill someone, I highly recommend either Fowl or Nebula. Because fuck those two. What do they teach? They teach fucking nothing. They suck. Fuck them. What do they teach? They teach me how to be on my last nerve. Uh, Nebula's conjurer. And, uh... Oh, your whole gosh darn plane has been teaching me that. For the last... 20 hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. That's how you time, right? That's, that's, I don't even care. I think his next step is, now that he understands time, will be to be super specific about it. <laughs> <laughs> the only way he can keep track is by actively counting the seconds, yeah. so he knows exactly <laughs> at all times. So Fao is our master illusionist, and uh, Nebula is our conjurer, little elf bitch. Hate her. She says my beard sucks. My beard does not suck. If you can make this easy for us, I suppose I can take care of a couple of them on the way out, but... Shh, your beard does suck. Let's go to the illusionist. He's less dangerous. The conjurer is... Bob! Pain in the butt. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Bob, I, 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 I feel like you are not being my friend. Oh, don't worry. They're usually like this. The ghastly dark of death. It's, it's how they are. Do, but do people usually die? You just don't take it personally. No, almost never. I mean, almost never. Roll a bluff check, you son of a bitch. Actually, they almost never die. They almost never die. And I want a wonderful bluff check of uh, 22. I roll with disadvantage. I instantly go, that's wrong. Yeah, I would say the bloodshed has gone up dramatically since Mr. Grimm has shown up. Well, that is also true. Well, that's a 20, so slightly less. You find yourself at the edge of a crowded class being taught by... A dwarf in robes, who you are guessing is Professor Aegis Stratus. Stroke my beard, nod, and sit off to one side, as an appropriate person would do. And I crook my finger to everybody else and basically might, or do hand-waving gestures to tell them to sit down. Okay, you're trying to get everybody to just sort of sit and join class? Yeah, basically. I suppose we'll take a seat. I look over at Roy, okay. and I tell him, this one will be interesting, because he's totally going to see the, both of our illusions. I mean, he hasn't said anything yet, so let's keep it up for now. Actually, all of our illusions. Isn't that right, Perry? Uh, I'm curious to see how he handles no, things. Uh, Proteus leans over and is like, no, this, he's a master abjurer. Uh, he's not our illusion. Oh, yes, yes, the next one will see through all of this stuff. Yes, Absolutely. Well, he's just going to... <laughs> he's just going to... I don't even remember what abjuration users do. They're useless bastards. 
He turns to you, Mr. Grimm, and he says, Oh no, yeah, he's not going to see through any of your illusions. He's going to protect me with his abjuration magic. Aegis, I'm being held captive! And thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, Share us. Tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story, and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash Torchlit Tavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there. And we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you can just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at Big underscore J underscore The Bad Man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not. Time for this things. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, warlock. <laughs>